Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you stop comparing and start living. I'm your host, Heather Creekmore. I hate to admit this, but I used to secretly obsess over my appearance. I thought it was part of my job as a woman to always look better, but never felt like I could be good enough. Maybe you can relate. But God, in His grace, He showed me a way out, and I want to give you all the tools you need to break free, too. If you've ever spent too much time stressing over your looks, I get it. I hope you'll keep listening and find the same freedom I have. Here are three other things you need to know about me. I'm a minivan driving mom of four elementary age kids. I'm author of the book Compared to Who and a blogger at comparedtowho.me. And you just may have seen my epic bake fail on Netflix. If you've ever struggled with comparison or body image issues, Compared to Who is the show for you. I hope you enjoy today's episode and tell a friend about it. Welcome to Compared to the Podcast. This is Heather Creekmore, and I am so glad you're listening. Today, we're in part two of a two-part series called Hush the Hustle. Okay, so like we said last time, hustle is the word that is everywhere. It is a buzzword of our current culture. In fact, I'm seeing commercials that I try to turn quickly so my sons don't see them, um, but commercials for a new movie called Hustlers. It stars J-Lo and some other like hot-bodied women, and the concept is, I think, as a culture that like hustling is a pretty awesome thing. And hustlers like in this movie, they're like hot bodied women who get what they want and they get the job done. And everyone wants to be a hustler. That's just a theme. Everyone wants to get their hustle on. And what I want to challenge us with in these two episodes is really stopping and thinking about what we're hustling for. God has given us all incredible purposes, things that we can do in this life, things we can accomplish through our work, through service, through whatever it is he's called you to do. And so working diligently, putting our best effort into those things, like that's all good. But what are we hustling for and why are we hustling? That's what we started to look at in the last episode. And that's what we're going to continue to look at today. Now, where we're going to start today is kind of fun for me. This is point two of three points of how to hush your hustle. And point two is hush the hustle by taking the long view. So many of you may know the story of the tortoise and the hare. If you don't, uh, it's about a speedy rabbit who races a slow turtle and the slow turtle actually ends up winning. And today I want to read that story to you because I think it can teach us a lot about our hustle. So the story goes like this, The Hare and the Tortoise by Aesop's Fables. A hare was making fun of the tortoise one day for being so slow. Do you ever get anywhere? He asked with a mocking laugh. Yes, replied the tortoise. And I get there sooner than you think. I'll run you a race and prove it. The hare was much amused at the idea of running a race with a tortoise, but for the fun of the thing, he agreed. So the fox, who had consented to act as judge, marked the distance and started the runners off. The hare was soon far out of sight. And to make the tortoise feel very deeply how ridiculous it was for him to try to race a hare, he lay down beside the course to take a nap until the tortoise should catch up. The tortoise, meanwhile, kept going slowly but steadily, and after a time passed the place where the hare was sleeping. But the hare slept on very peacefully, and when at last he did wake up, the tortoise was near the goal. The hare now ran his swiftest, but he could not overtake the tortoise in time. Moral of the story, the race is not always to the swift. Can I be honest with you? I hate this story on some level, okay? Because, friends, I am the hare. I work fast. 
I work haphazardly. I work chaotically. I like to get it all done as fast as possible. I prefer to sprint than run the endurance race. I will never run a marathon, friends, because I don't even like to drive 26 miles, yet alone run it. The thought of going slowly, methodically, taking the long view of life, that's really difficult for me. Okay, I skipped my senior of high school. I went straight to college because four years in high school seemed like too long of a time. I left college after fall of my senior year to move to DC to intern because I was ready to start working. I was bored in college. I have a hard time doing anything slowly. If there's a way to microwave life, I will use it. But the older I get, the more I'm realizing that the years, by God's grace, keep coming. And that when I set a lot of crazy, hard-to-attain, short-term goals, and then fail, and then I spend months and months trying to recover from that failure, I end up acting just like the hare in the fable. I go crazy fast, working for a few weeks, and then I have to take a nap a week off to recover. Example of this, I used to crash diet. I would cut food groups. I'd make all these food rules for myself. I would go to the extreme. But I could only do that for a few weeks. And then I'd fall off the proverbial wagon. I'd get frustrated that I failed again. And then I would go months before trying to make my eating habits healthier. It would have been better for me to do things slowly and methodically, not as radically. And the same amount of time that I spent crash dieting and recovering from my failure, I probably would have made it further along with a lot less drama and energy expended. In the case of food habits, it would have been better for me to slowly cut out sweets and then add more vegetables and then cut back on chips or something like that in a nice gradual progression that I could sustain than it was for me to crash, take out all the food foods, and then burn, fall off the wagon, go back to eating like I used to, and then have to get up the energy to start it all over again. So back to hushing your hustle. To me, the word hustle inherently means act like the hare. I decided to look up the word hustle and see what it means to Webster in the dictionary. And here's what he said. His definition said hustle is to force someone to move hurriedly or unceremoniously in a specified direction. Now that's when the word's used as a verb. When it's used as a noun, hustle means busy movement and activity. Now friend, deep down, I love the hustle. Busy movement, activity, working hurriedly, that's me. <laughs> that's part of my DNA. I enjoy the challenge of trying to juggle too much. I'm one of those people that does better when I have a lot to do. But I'm realizing that not all of my busyness is actually productive. And not all of my hustle is energy that's going to the things that are most important, things that are of lasting significance. So the first way I'm going to recommend that you hush your hustle today is to take the long view of life. Remind yourself of these things and then two other things. First, life is short and our time is limited, but trying to do all the things at once and having a roller coaster life of hustle, then stop, hustle, then stop, is ultimately wearing on your body and your soul. I know that God wants us to work hard, to be industrious, to glorify him in our work, and to be, as scripture says, a workman approved. God doesn't want us to be slackers who are lazy. But I don't think God wants us to work ourselves to the point of exhaustion and burnout over and over again to the point where consistency becomes impossible. The tortoise wins the race because he takes the long view. He understands that short sprints and nap don't always take us further than slow and steady progress towards our goals can. The third way we can hush the hustle 
is to find rest. When you're hustling, rest kind of becomes another buzzword, right? Sometimes I personally know that I've used rest days to plan my next season or my next day of hustle. Like I've used days off to sit and dream of all I could accomplish when I got back to work. I've used vacations to plan all I would accomplish in the next year. I've physically stepped away from my work to take kids to the pool or to take a walk with a friend, but mentally I never left my work. I kept my head in the hustle. Friends, this isn't resting. And rest is so hard when we're hustling. I think hustling is a bit like a drug for some of us. Like we get the adrenaline rush and we get so busy, things start moving so fast and we kind of enjoy that rush. To intentionally get off the roller coaster for a day or longer feels like we'd slow down our progress, like we'd lose momentum, like we kind of come down off of the high. I worked in politics for a number of years. I started working on Capitol Hill when I was 20 years old. And from my job as deputy press secretary for U.S. congressman, I decided that I wanted to do campaign work. I dreamt of being this big-time campaign manager who came up with awesome winning strategies and called all the shots. So I left Capitol Hill to go to graduate school and pursue a degree in public policy with a political management concentration so I could fulfill my dream of becoming this kind of campaign manager. When I was three quarters of the way through with my master's degree, I got a phone call about a job in Abilene, Texas. A candidate there needed a campaign manager and they wanted me to move halfway across the country to help this guy win a seat in the U.S. Congress. And I did it. I'd never been to Abilene before. I had lived in Texas when I was a baby, but I'd never been there in my adult life. I was 24 years old. My parents, my brother drove me and all my worldly possessions from the East Coast to Abilene and left me there. And I cried, (laughs) but that's another story. But for the next 11 months, I hustled, you guys. We worked 12 to 15 hours a day. It was not unusual for me to get home from work at 9 p.m. and be back to work at 6.30 the next morning. If we had events in other parts of our district, we'd get home at midnight and then sometimes have to wake up early the next morning for a breakfast meeting or another trip somewhere. I worked and I worked and I hustled and I hustled. And in many ways, I loved campaign life. It was a rush. There was lots of drama, lots of ups and downs. Our race was one of the most watched in the country. So I traveled all over Texas doing events with some of the most prominent political people from that era. I get phone calls from people whose names you would recognize asking me how the race was going or I loved these yelling at me because they didn't like our fundraising or our polling numbers and they wanted us to do better. Yes, it happened all the time. Um, And I did this from January to November to Election Day. And that was the day that we lost by a few thousand votes. My hustle was not enough. And all of our work, all of my life for 11 months was gone in an instant. The morning after the election, I drove over to our campaign headquarters, probably 10 in the morning, and I found my boss there, my candidate, throwing everything away from our campaign headquarters building. I mean, I was trying to stop him before he threw away my coffee mug and other things that I had in my office. But it was symbolic to me of how just in a moment's time, that building went from housing our purpose, housing our hustle, to nothing at all. It meant nothing. It was all worthy of the trash. And of course, I understand my candidate was angry and he was disappointed. And though I do believe God ultimately decides who our leaders will be, like I felt like I let my candidate down. In politics, there's an expression that if you win, the candidate gets credit. But if you lose, the campaign manager gets the blame. And I wasn't sure after that loss if I'd ever get another campaign job. 
my career dreams were somewhat shattered in that moment. And truthfully, I had nothing to show for almost a year of my life, a year of hustling. I didn't give up, though. A few years later, I did go get another campaign job. I took a U.S. congressional race. Uh, headquarters were based in Muskogee, Oklahoma at that time. But again, we lost. We lost a late primary. It was an August primary, so my hustle there only had to last five months. But friends, while hustling in these jobs, I didn't really have any other life. I didn't have any friends aside from the people I worked the 14-hour days with. I didn't date. And what I really wanted was to be married. My relationship with Jesus was stalled out. I didn't spend time reading the Bible, except for occasionally at night as I was falling asleep into my pillow, exhausted. Praying pretty much focused on the campaign and whatever the crisis of the day was. And through my 30s, I would have told you that hustling is how I work best, that I do best with spurts of activity and then months off. Even when I had a more normal job, I relished the busy seasons and I felt bored during the slow times. Now I see how harmful this was to my body. All those long seasons of stress and then recovery actually hurt my adrenal glands to the point where right after I turned 40, I started having some related health issues. Friends, I think God designed us to do diligent work and then rest, not to sprint and collapse our way through life. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Has body image been bogging you down for too long? It's time to get free, my friend. Go to comparejahoo.me, take your free body image awareness quiz. You will learn amazing things. You'll get your results right away. And I think you'll have fun too, because I mean, who doesn't love to take quizzes? Go to comparejahoo.me. There's lots of great resources on that site articles about body image and comparison, and how you can find freedom through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Check it out today, right after this episode, of course. Rest, that's what we were talking about here in this third point of how to hush your hustle, starting to understand more why God was so serious about the Sabbath in the Old Testament. 
and how regular rest, not just in the form of not working or heading out of town for the day, but rest where we are intentionally connecting with God is vital for our long-term health and our long-range productivity. We're going to talk more about rest in another two-part episode I'm going to do on busyness here in a few weeks. But for today, let me leave you with this thought. If your hustle doesn't allow you to rest, there's a good chance you're chasing an idol. When we're chasing hard after God, if our hustle is for his kingdom and eternal significance, he always affords us the opportunity to take a break to restore ourselves in and through him. Likewise, if we're working with him as our strength, we don't fear that we'll run out of energy if we stop. If we're trusting him to help us make progress and leaning on him for the results of our hustle, then rest is easy. Remember, Jesus said his yoke is easy, his burden is light. If your hustle doesn't match this description, then stop and ask yourself what exactly you're chasing and why. Too often we chase this elusive concept of better. We don't actually know what exactly we want or where we want to go or how we'll get there. So organizing ourselves to start hustling seems like a great idea. But then we get started And what happens too often, we either don't make the goals that we set, so we end up feeling like we've failed again, or we feel like we have to hustle longer and harder to reach those goals and we get so caught up in the hustle that we feel like we can't stop. We have to keep going. If we could do that, or maybe you've done this, where you realize, oh, I got some good results by putting in nine hours a day, maybe I should put in 10 hours a day and then I'd see even better results. Or let me bring this down to terms for some of you who have yo-yo dieted and over-exercised your way through most of life like I have. I would think if I could work out for an hour a day and lose five pounds a month, then why not work out for two hours a day and lose more? Or cut more calories to lose more weight? Friends, this is the addiction of the hustle. And this is the hidden idolatry. We need more. We want to do more. We want better. We want faster results. We want more, more, more. Whenever I hear a story of someone battling anorexia, I get it. I also truly understand the addict's challenge. It's hard to stop once you get something you think you want and feel like it's enough. We believe the fallacy that if a little makes me feel good, then more would make me feel even better. And it's a trap. For some of us, hustling is a drug that God wants us to quit so we can find our rest in him alone. Now, I know that there are voices everywhere telling you you should hustle. Chances are there are voices inside your head coaching you to hustle, to be better, to do better, to try harder. But today, my encouragement for you is to stop and check your hustle. If it's gotten too loud, it's probably drowning out the voice of the Holy Spirit in your heart. Hush the hustle so you can rest. Hush your hustle so you can find peace and contentment. Joy doesn't come when you accomplish all the goals on your list, my friend. Joy comes when you find your hope in Christ alone. So today I found out that my podcast a is big, number one. Extra special thank you goes out to. Oh wait, this podcast doesn't have any sponsors compared to who is in industry subsidized. My friends, there is a time when that would which have really rarely covers me. the monthly expenses. It would have been like hundred. But now you can be part like, of compared uh, to who's mission. For Patreon, you can choose to make it in the top ninety-nine. You can make a contribution of any amount, even a dollar effort into finding out what my rank was in the United States, or if you're 
interested in advertising, contact Heather directly through the and website. Thank you for considering being a part of Empire to View in this way. Check number. out the links I would in the show notes my if you'd like to help. So that number would make me happier. But today, friends, I realize that I've grown tired of chasing the numbers. I mean, being a writer, being an author, when you're in this publishing world that I have entered, it's it's just a crazy, crazy contest of trying to grow platforms and find readers and all of this stuff that honestly is wearing on one's soul. And I did it for a number of years when I was trying to get a book deal uh, a few years ago before my first book compared to who came out. And now I've realized that that's just not what God's called me to. Now, I'll be honest, when I see other people hustling and I feel like they're getting ahead, I go into hair mode again. I'm like, oh no, no, they're going to win the race. Like I need to start hustling too. But friends, I know deep down that that drains my soul instead of energizing it and that God doesn't want me to be hustling after more readers or more listeners or a better podcast rank or the New York Times bestseller list, that God wants me to be hustling after him and him alone. And what I've found, and I've shared this story in other episodes, but when I hustle after the things of this world, like when I hustled after getting a book deal, the book can come out and I'm still at some level disappointed. It's still not enough. It's never enough. It's like that song from The Greatest Showman. Towers of gold are still too little. These hands could hold the world, but it'll never be enough. I mean, it's very much that song in my heart. If I start chasing numbers, it's never enough. Just like the greedy man or woman. If you start chasing money, when do you have enough money? Well, when you have just a little bit more, right? When do you have a big enough house? Well, when it's just a little bigger. When do you have a good enough body? Well, when it's just a little better. The hustle doesn't have an end. But if you're like me, you convince yourself that I'll just hustle for a season and then I'll get to rest. That I'll hustle to the place where I'm content and then rest will be there waiting for me. But I don't think that that's what God's word prescribes. In fact, I think what God says is to be diligent, to be more like the tortoise, to run your race diligently so we can make it all the way to the finish line. I love how Galatians 6.9 tells us, Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Philippians 3.14 tells us, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. And Colossians 3.23 tells us, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. So we know God wants us to be diligent, to be vigilant, but he wants us pursuing the things of him, not hustling after the things of this world. Well, that's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've learned how to hush your hustle. If this episode helped you, I hope you'll leave a review on iTunes or whatever player you're listening on. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you in the next episode.
hey, friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. Dedicating time each day to spend feeding our minds and our hearts the truth of God's Word is immensely helpful in our growth as followers of Christ. I'm John Stonge, and each day I host a show called Daily Devotions with Pastor John. On the show, I spend just a few minutes taking an applicational look at one or two verses of Scripture before coming to the Lord in prayer. If you'd like to make a habit of spending more time meditating on the truth of God's Word, You can listen to Daily Devotions with Pastor John at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.